Welcome to Anecdotally Speaking, a podcast to help you build your business story repertoire. Hi, everyone. I'm Sean Callahan. And hi, I'm Mark Shank. Well, Mark, haven't we had an interesting few weeks? Um, uh, it wasn't uh, that long ago that we were out and about traveling around different places, delivering our programs. And now we're doing these online programs. It's been fascinating, sort of the impact that that has to, to run these programs online. Um, you've, I, you've noticed that, haven't you? Oh, totally. And uh, it has been a, an interesting time. But one of the things that I've been f reflecting on now is that I, 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 I absolutely have to eat my words around uh, uh, the delivery of our programs online because as little as two months ago, I was totally resistant. And even though we've done lots of online virtual delivery of webinars and things and you know, all that, and, and, and they're good. I firmly believe that our core programs, we wouldn't get the same experience. We wouldn't get the same great learning outcomes. Uh, yeah, no. But, but I now feel, that we've I, done it, it's... I feel sorry for our Chinese partners. Do you remember when this thing started to blow up in China? Yeah. And they came to us and said, we need online programs. And we sort of said, well, it's not really what we do. And, you know... It's we a, can't deliver the same can't experience. Can't deliver the same experience. And, uh, and of course, then, of, you know, the whole world gets... Uh, hit by this uh, this virus, and and then we started doing some online programs. and And Mike Adams was was saying to me that doing the the video coaching in between the sessions, the the phenomenal increase in ability. He's he's seeing that real, um, you know, incremental uh, improvement. You know, uh, story after story, because you you know sort of sharing a story, getting feedback, sharing a story, getting feedback. Um, really has a an amazing impact on people's you know real life skills i guess yeah it's one of the one of the benefits of delivering a program virtually is that you've got those gaps between the sessions and you can bridge those with with reinforcement activities and the 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 value is tremendous as as mike has uh, mike has seen yeah now i believe it's your turn to share the story for the day what have you got for us mark so last tuesday I was preparing for a podcast. I was a host on a podcast and I uh, was listening to some back episodes and the guy mentioned a, uh, a Tim Ferriss episode. I went and listened to it and uh, there's an American writer, uh, an author called uh, Derek Sievers, who was on the podcast and he taught, he describes himself as an A-type personality. You know, go, Tim, go, Tim go. Ferriss loves those A-types. Okay. Well, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> well, they seem to get along pretty well. So that, that that bears that out. And Derek was saying that he was living in uh, Santa Monica and wanted to get fit and a friend put him onto cycling. And so being an A-type or type A, he got the bike, you know, figured it out, did a 25, worked out a 25-kilometer circuit and every day he rode that 25-kilometer circuit flat out. You know, every, every push of the legs was full bore. And he, he said he would get home and he'd be uh, exhausted and uh, sometimes in pain from just working so hard. But he knew it was doing him good. And he realized that after a while, oh, sorry, and it took about 43 minutes. So the weather's down there, the weather in Southern California is pretty consistent. So it's 43 minutes plus or minus a few seconds, unless there was a big headwind but it was 43 minutes. He, after a while, he realized that he was starting to associate bike ride, the bike riding with pain and suffering. 
And he knew that having those negative associations would soon, you know, he would not be riding his bike anymore. So he didn't know what he was going to do about it. And the next morning he gets up and he doesn't want to go for a bike ride, but he forces himself and he, he says, today, I'm going to be like a snail, I'm going to go at half pace and I'm just going to take it easy. And so he goes off at half pace and he suddenly starts noticing, oh, well, these buildings I hadn't noticed before. And oh, look at all the people and, and the, the birds and the blue sky and the grass and the trees. And oh, look, dolphins surfing on the beach at Santa Monica. And he, uh, he said that at his turning point uh, at Marina del Rey, there was a big pelican sitting on, on, on a post. Uh, and as he kind of went around the corner, the pelican flapped up uh, in the air above him. And he's arrived home feeling refreshed, feeling like it's been a very enjoyable experience and thinking, oh, maybe I'll do this again. And he checked his watch, 45 minutes. And he said, and I checked my watch again and again, because I could not believe that it only taken me two minutes longer and I'd had a completely different experience. And then I realized that that's how I was living my, a, my type A life, going flat out and the marginal performance improvement that you got by going flat out compared to enjoying the journey was, was not worth it. And so he decided to change the way that he approached life and work. Wow. I tell you what, you know, how long can you uh, maintain that rate without burning out? It must be part of it, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I love that. That's a great story. Okay, let's, let's have a look at this story. Let's see how it, how it ticks and uh, what makes it a good story. Um, you know, the thing, a couple of things that really jump out for me, Mark, on that story is uh, I love stories which are about ordinary things that, you know, everyone can experience. So riding a bike, you know, on a circuit, not that I would do a 25K uh, uh, circuit, but, you know, young, fit people would do something like that. Um, but I can imagine, you know, jumping on a bike going for a ride and whatnot. So I, I, to me, that's one really key element of that story. Um, and the other thing, and I always love it when it's visual, you know, and I could see, especially the pelican description, I love that, you know, so I could see it's big wings flapping, flapping away and, um, and you know, dolphin surfing. I was, one, I had a sort of a, a mixed uh, image there because at one point I was seeing surfboards. Um, <laughs> but then I'm thinking, no, no, probably just jumping through the waves in some way. <laughs> have you not seen dolphins surfing? I have, yeah, no, I've seen those documentaries of, uh, I haven't seen it in, re in real life. but I've Oh, I have a few it. times. It's have you? That's it's just amazing to watch. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, so I think uh, they're beautiful elements of that story, right? Yeah. One of the things I like about it is that uh, the, the surprise, 45 minutes versus 43. Yes, yes. Just as such a, uh, you know, his, his mindset was half pace and his performance was only marginally uh, less than, than going flat out. And the other thing I would add to is contrast. You sort of had two, two circuits of that course, right? The first circuit where he's going flat chat, second circuit when he's taking it easy. Um, so you get to experience those two different modes and then see the result. I thought that was, that's something else I think we love to see in stories is, is contrast. Yeah. Um, and of course, one of the things that makes a story really good is having a clear point and he made it really easy in his telling because he just totally laid the point out for us. Yes. 
Right, exactly. One of the things that, you know, there's a bit, bit of a conversation going on at the moment in certainly, certainly in the story community about just how maybe we're at the end of the life of the hero's journey. And I'm thinking, oh, thank God, you know, <laughs> that time, you know, people have come to this conclusion. But, you know, this is a classic example of a story that, you know, it's not like he's up against, you know, a particular foe. He's not fighting his way through the forest or anything like that. He has a revelation, you know, he sort of gets to a point, has a revelation um, and, you know, it's a bit more. It's a bit more like Kurt Vonnegut's "Man in a Hole." Man in Hole, right? Yep. He was. He was thought he was up, then he was down, and then he was up again. You know, I yep. think that's probably a closer description of that plot structure. But I'll just take that one step further because you could conceivably tell that as the hero's journey, where the adversary was heart disease and, and obesity. <laughs> and no, I mean, like you, if you really tried and yeah. I'm, I'm sure that people would really try, but it adds no value to that story from a business perspective. Yes. Yeah, uh, exactly. If you wanted to tell, if you wanted to, t- to make a movie of that bike ride, sure. Maybe, you'd add, you know, adds, yeah, but it adds no value in a business context. Actually, I was chatting to um, a group of, you know, sort of the story folk in the world and Annette Simmons was uh, on the call and uh, she made the good point is that you don't craft stories, you find stories, right? And, and people who go to such lengths to try to work out, oh, do I do the, you know, the increasing moments of tension here and then there's the turning point in the denouement. Or oh, the reversal, you know, yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just, it's, it's totally wasteful right, in terms of business storytelling. Find the story, tell it, work out the bits that work, drop the bits that don't work, and you've got a story. I mean, it's just through telling that you know whether it's a good one or not. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now tell me, um, okay, so there's some of the things that make that a good story, right? So, you know, the contrast and the turning, the, the, you know, the surprise, etc. What do you think would make that, given you're the storyteller, what do you reckon would even make it an even better story to tell? Well, for me, uh, I've told that story a number of times in the last week, and I, I feel it is better when I use clear location markers. And so yes. where I'm clearer about Venice Beach and Santa Monica Pier and Marina Del Rey, because they, are, they, they provide useful context. And I didn't do it particularly cleanly in that telling. So right, right, right. So you'd add that. I would add into that. it. Yep. 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 So it's it's part of the, this process, right? We're reflecting on what works. I would definitely add in those those clear yes. location markers. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I, the other thing is that oh, I I always like that that idea of giving a thumbnail sketch of the person. You know, I mean, I imagine him as a slim thirty young thirty year old fellow, um, you know, well tanned because he lived in, in California, but maybe he isn't. Maybe he's a portly 50-year-old uh, fellow um, of a, you know, I don't know. It'd be nice to have that, uh, that little thumbnail. I think that helps a story in some ways or another too. It just makes it more real. Um, what else do you think we can add to make that a better story? Well, I know you're big on data. And so uh, having, if there were any uh, reference points from research about the, uh, the, 
the yeah. benefit, the, yeah, that, that, right. the marginal uh, improvement that comes through uh, strong, strong effort. You know, that's if right. That relationship. That yeah. yeah, the relationship between maximum effort and uh, and return. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. In fact, if anyone out there knows of any research studies that show that, you know, if you go flat chat, you know, um, on something, uh, how does that compare to doing ninety percent in terms of productivity and outcome, and you know, etc. So. Um, there's got to be stuff in the performance. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, versus performance. Yeah, yeah, there's got to be something in that space. That would be kind of interesting, I would say. Um, good. Okay. So that's um, that's a couple of things. Now, what about um, the business point, Mark? Well, how well, would you... Business application? Yeah. yeah, business application. Like, where would you see this actually being told? What would be a scenario? Well, um, so I've already used it a number of times, but... One of them is in relation to the response to COVID-19 and uh, in the process of running webinars uh, and virtual delivery of our programs over the last uh, week or so, um, or the last few weeks, we've been using a little survey to get an idea of people's workload. And uh, so, uh, you know, scale one to five with one being, I'm completely smashed, I've never worked this hard, um, uh, next, number four or sorry point uh, number two being uh, I'm working much harder than usual three business as usual and anyway down to number five which is I'm bored give me something to do and it's a and the, and the and people's responses it's approximate approximates a bathtub curve so a lot of people right now are working really really hard harder than they normally do and so this story could be a very useful uh, uh, response to that by saying we really need to be aware of, of how hard people are working right now because they're going to burn out and they're probably uh, the marginal benefit of working much much harder uh, is is is, is not there low. Yeah. yeah and the long-term sustainability of that is yeah. is just not there either so why you know why do it it's just yeah so yeah, and, um, and couple that with the stress uh, the frustration the uncertainty the anxiety that comes from all of the changes and needing to work from home. Yeah. And you kind of get a bit of a, uh, a recipe for, for, for people having uh, yeah, poor mental health responses to what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, no, that's, that's, a, that's a good place to put this story, I think. Um, I think too, you know, it would be great in coaching conversations. So if you had a person who was mm. just going flat chat and, and not letting up on the accelerator, you sort of have to say to them, you might tell you know, tell them that story and and uh, help them put it into context a little bit. You don't have to do it at forty three minutes. Forty five would be fine. Yeah. Um, you know, I reckon lang language like that could develop. You know, so are we doing? Are we going at forty three at the moment, everyone? Oh yeah. It's so it's such a it's a forty three time at the moment. You know, yeah, and we need to push a, it back this is to this is important. This is important. But let's just take the forty five minute approach to getting this done. Yeah. Yeah. And I think once it enters the language, you know, it's really having mm. an impact. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they're two good places to definitely yeah. tell the story. Or, or m reminding people to be aware of their, their, their staff workload as well. So rather not just your, you know, your direct workload, but uh, using it as a story to illustrate to managers that they need to be wary of their staff's workload. Yeah. It's a nuance, now, but I think it's an important one. It just suddenly occurred to me, Mark, um, 
and I'm not advocating this, but it's, it's sort of uh, helps people understand a, a subtle thing that happens with quotes, right? So sometimes a quote uh, turns up and it's nearly always by Einstein. Uh, it's because the original quote was said by someone who no one knows. And so they think, okay, who's a smart person who could potentially say this? Oh, Einstein said it, of course. Um, but in some ways, um, this story could do with a little bit of Einsteining. You know, if, in fact, this was, um, you know, so, some other uh, person who was a celebrity of some sort, that would make it an even better story. But I'm not oh, suggesting that you Getting Einstein, yeah. Get Einstein, yes, exactly. Um, that oh. sort of uh, progression towards the famous will make Mark Twain is another one. Yeah, like, Mark Twain. He's, I, he's, he, yeah, yeah, exactly. He always ends up yep. saying all the clever things. Yep. I'm sure one, he said one, a few one, of them, but um, yeah. not all of them. <laughs> yes. Yes, one of one of my the a, a quote that I regularly use is I've written you a long letter because I didn't have time to write you a short letter, and the number of times people go yes Mark Twain Mark it's like no, no, yes Mark and they absolutely adamant that it was Mark Twain. It's like, yeah, actually, if you go looking into it, it was Blaise Pascal. Really, Pascal? Because yes. I was thinking Wordsworth. So there you go. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, okay. Let's let's give them a, a, a let's give it a score, Mark. This is um, the important yep. part of the of the episode. Uh, it, do I go first? You're first. Okay. Well, you know, I would probably give this. Uh, I'm sort of vacillating between a seven and an eight, actually. So I'm giving a seven and a half, um, which is. Um, because I, I could see myself telling this story. I, you know, it's, if it had a celebrity, it would be an eight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, no, you can amp up the Tim Ferriss component of the, uh, you know, that yeah. it was actually on. Um, so I'm going to give this a nine. Oh, wow. You, you really found this, this useful, right? I love this story. I've, I've started sessions using it uh, at least three times uh, in the right? last week. I've told it to numerous people and it's had a strong impact on those yeah. people. And, and I guess I've also, it, I, I, it's helped me because yeah, I've realized that I am pedaling the bike way too fast. And so not that I've done any, made any progress in backing off a bit, but at least I'm aware. Yes. Sorry. You got to move close to a 45, I think. Um, that's great. Fantastic. Actually, it, it also occurred to me that, that's the way to test whether something's going to be potentially a good story. If you actually find yourself telling it, right. Yep. If you, if you're mindful enough to sort of go, Oh, I've told that story three times. I actually quite enjoy telling it. You should, definitely has to get into your story bank, right? Yeah. Oh, that's totally in mind. And one thing that we didn't say that at the, uh, about what we like about it, one of the things about it is so easy to tell. Yeah. Yeah. It's not too much detail in there, is there? 43 minutes, 45 minutes. That's probably, yeah. Yeah. Good. Rightio. Well, let's wrap it up. Uh, anything else we need to, to mention before we finish up, Mark? No, I think we're, uh, I think we're good to go on that one. Okay. Well, thanks everyone for listening to Anecdotally Speaking. And yeah, you definitely tune in next week for another episode of How to Put Your Stories to Work. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.